today's podcast, Friday, December 10th. It's Eric, it's Bethany, and when last we left you, you were uh, you were struggling to find gifts for the loved ones in your life. Yep. Are Still you- struggling. <laughs> um, so mostly just for your husband, Josh, right? Yeah, I mean, I kind of got everybody else squared away, I think. I mean, I have stuff for him. I just, you know, you want to you wanna find something that's, like, exciting and a surprise and, like, I don't know. You want someone to be in awe as opposed to just kind of shrugging their shoulders at the fact that someone was under some compelled reason to get you a gift. Like, you want Yeah, to- I mean, there's, like, there's a million things you can get that are very practical that I'm sure he needs or could use or want. But I was, I, I don't know. I want to find something that's like fun and exciting for him to open. And I just, I don't, I don't have that thing this year. Uh, I too was looking for that. And uh, I don't think I sent you this, but I did tell you that I was looking for, Something creative to do with a couple of really good pictures of my brother, right? Yeah, and I think those are very, very clever and very um, good choices. Uh, the links that I sent you? Yeah. So I think I, it was only one. Uh, I didn't go that route, but there is a uh, an artist that I know. He does like uh, like like superhero drawings and like lots of nerd stuff. And yeah. I, I sent him one of the pictures, and he's working on something. Um, cool. Cool, cool. I asked him and he doesn't disagree. I was like, we need to feminize my mom a little bit more. Um, <laughs> that me? She looks quite, like from the picture. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, it is a picture of my brother holding his daughter as she was just born back in late July. And it is a, uh, like, a. Not a, not a specter. It doesn't look like a ghost, but it's a it's an image of my mom with her hand on Paul's shoulder. Aww. My mom is no longer here. So once uh once Jared can uh can polish up the feminization of my mom, I think uh, I will send him some money and then figure out what the heck to do with that, or or just give it to Paul and let him do whatever he wants with it. Yeah, that's it's that's such a good idea. That's a really good idea. Have I like you- it. Have you ever been to Children's Wonderland? I went there a long time ago as a child, but I think that's when it was at the uh, Lucas County Rec Center, maybe. Um, so I haven't been recently, but it is on my list of things to do in the next two weeks because um, I think they open this weekend. Yeah, I have, uh, been- which is weird. Like I don't, I don't know why they didn't open until now. Uh, but- it's a good question. Uh, maybe there's. Just- let everybody else have the head start. Like ever, let everybody else get lights before Christmas and everything else out of the way. Um, right. I I had seen that this was coming back, and then I read a story in the Blade yesterday or the day before. I had no idea it was so elaborate. So there, it might have been a time. Mm-hmm. It might have been a time thing and getting enough workers to construct this. So you tell me. Um, like, does it feel like you're walking into the North Pole? I mean, to a small child, yes. Um, I think, obviously, when you're an adult, sometimes the magic dwindles. Um, But as a child, like, I remember it being so super cool. Uh, So I'm excited to, like, go with Maddie 
and let her see it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's like, there's all kinds of, all kinds of stuff that I can remember. It used to be a children's wonderland. Um, I've never been to one, to, to one of these things before, but when I was reading it, um, the way it was spoken about, it reminded me of how people take, many people take like an annual, uh, journey up to Bronner's in, what is it, Frankenmuth? Right. Right, and you like walk in and you feel like you're in Santa's workshop. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing how people enjoy uh, Children's Wonderland this weekend. Um, let's uh, let's discuss you and your daughter and some of the holiday activities you've already participated in. You took her to see Santa. Uh, I didn't purposely leave my house in search of Santa. What happened was I said that I would go to the craft show that was at the Seagate Center last weekend with my mom and her friend. And uh, so we went, and there happened to be a Santa there who was a very good Santa, by the way. Um, he had a whole little backdrop set up thing, and it was very cute, and he was very sweet. Um, a very... Uh, uh, not... No... It wasn't a low-budget Santa, if you will. Right. Um, he was a very nice Santa. So I was like, well, here's my opportunity to get this over with. Because I was not going to go out and seek Santa because she's a year old and doesn't know or care who Santa is because it's not grandpa. So I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And then all my coworkers got all over my case because I wasn't going to do this. Um, so I had no choice. So I took my opportunity walked her up to Santa. We did a gentle introduction. He held her. And as soon as he sat down and we tried to take the picture, she wasn't having it. She wanted nothing to do with this dude and was quite upset. But we got to pick your, your typical, you know, child crying on Santa's lap pick. And I was like, all right, well, then it wasn't just Santa. His sidekick, the Grinch was there. And I love I love the Grinch, but this Grinch was a little bit scary. Um, but I'm thinking, like, you know, he was being cute and funny and, like, hiding behind people and trying to, like, make it light and fun. And so I took her over. There was, like, a sleigh. I set her in the sleigh. She was kind of, like, eyeing him, you know, giving him the, the up and down. But she wasn't terrified yet. And then he picked her up to take a picture. She was not having it. She was more upset about the Grinch than she was about Santa. I snapped a picture and then we were done because she was traumatized. And now you tell you you will tell me that I traumatized my kid and I should sleep with one eye open because when she gets older, she's going to come after me for such things. But I was forced into it and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. The end. You will still be the the target of her evil, sinister ways of her revenge tour. Um, she won't remember it. I don't know. This is like trauma lives a long time. So I'm looking at a picture of Maddie and she is in a sleigh and she is, the Grinch is waving at her now. Right. The, they're flirting. No, they're it's not. Harmless. They're not flirting. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie looks very doubtful and suspicious <laughs> And the Grinch has vicious is a good word. The the Grinch has a has a scowl, like he's supposed to look inhuman. 
Um, at least Santa Claus look is jolly and gleeful and happy. Um, the Grinch is quite the opposite. So I'll I I swipe over to the next picture, and <laughs> Maddie is on the Grinch's lap, and she looks like she looks like she's been in a poopy diaper, and no one has changed her in months. Well, the one, I don't know if it's one of the ones I sent you, but there's a picture. I don't remember if it was when she was on Santa's lap or the Grinch's lap, but one of them, it looks like she's like in mid like run. The like Santa she's one. trying to get away. The Santa one. <laughs> I was it's, like, oh God. Yeah, the Santa one. That That's that's the edit. Like it's not only scared of Santa, it's like I'm out of here and I can't right. even walk. Gone. Um, did you? Oh, she can walk now. Don't worry. She's well, walking all over God's green earth. If something was going to uh, like, compel her to start walking it would definitely be this like there goes my child down summit um right <laughs> did you say as her gaze locked on with the grinch the grinch then after waving at her lunged toward her and grabbed her to put her on his lap it wasn't a lunge toward her he carefully and gingerly picked her up thinking oh here's a photo op opportunity i have i have spent enough time conversing with her um silently that we're friends now but i think his judgment was slightly off because she was not prepared no did she nor did she want to have a photo opportunity with grinch um but he took it he took the opportunity anyways um but I- it was fine and you know what she got donuts and she was perfectly happy the rest of the day. I'm sure she's had nightmares that she can't describe to you because she can't she talk. She does not. She um, does not. The, so the the Grinch misjudged things. You you as her mother, uh, what were you doing? Did you go out for like a smoke break while she was <gasps> looking at the Grinch? Because like I no. get I get the Grinch going. Oh, you know what? Let me just pick the kid up, and the kid will calm down. Maybe you could have been like, I don't think the kid likes you. You might not want to put her on your lap. So so where were you this whole time? I was standing right there. Nothing bad was going to happen to her. I was right there reassuring her that everything was okay, that the green scary monster was not going to hurt her. Well, obviously not. But again, <laughs> you know, it's unspoken trauma that will live with her for the rest of your life. And um, I hope she takes a a really like sharp blunt object and and gets it into your ear when you're sleeping and as my friend I hope you don't feel any pain. Okay. Well thanks for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. But and, I'm I'm sure she will be fine. And I'm sure anybody that's listening to the podcast right now and they're like, hold on a second. Hold hold on a second. This lady just said this lady just said she's very much looking forward to taking her daughter to Christmas Wonder Children's Wonderland which we followed up that story with. She's terrified of Santa and the Grinch. So you're just going to walk her. Like, you're taking her into the scariest part. Like, you're putting her on the boat in Wonka's Chocolate Factory. No, 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 no. She can freely walk about in Children's Wonderland. She doesn't have to sit on any more Santa's laps. She doesn't have to be held by any other strangers. She can look at the lights and watch the little animatronic elves. And everything will be fine. Okay. Um, good luck. I look for another weekend of pictures of Maddie being terrified and traumatized. 
Well, it probably won't happen this weekend, but maybe next weekend. What is planned for the weekend? Uh, so this weekend is our annual um, make a bajillion Christmas cookies and candy that we then distribute and or eat over the next two weeks and get really fat. With the family? So that happens at my, yes, at my in-laws. Okay. So we get to do that this weekend. What uh, what kind of Christmas activities or holiday activities does TSA do? Is there i uh, I'm sure there's maybe something with the kids, but is there like does Gerky throw a holiday party? Um, I mean, the school we have a staff holiday party. Um, we actually today so the um, the pop combo classes go around and sing Christmas carols to everyone. So they like come in the office and they go classroom to classroom and they sing a Christmas carol and it's really cute. Um, so they did that today, and we're playing um, this weekend, and actually tonight. I'm pretty sure it's tonight or tomorrow night at the Promenade Park. So we'll be there um, this weekend and next weekend playing for the by the tree in Promenade Park. Um, what else do we do? I mean, we we don't do like super holiday e things um, other than stuff internally, but. Uh, it's so fun. It's hard because it's exams. Like the kids have exams next week, so we can't do a lot of performances and stuff during the exam moratorium. Schoolwork comes first. Yep. Yes, it does. Um, it's good to know they'll be at the tree. I saw they're also going to be performing yep. at the library. The library has some kind of series that they have going on, mostly at the main branch. Yep. Yep. They got cool series happening. So yeah, I mean we're out we're out and about town for sure. Excellent. Um, let me throw something at you. And I, I think now it's been last night. It was like maybe nine o'clock. I was, um, exchanging some messages with a, a girl from, from hinge. Um, really? yes, it's been going nicely. We, we couldn't seem to, to sync up, uh, but the, the plans had been made. And then, um, last night. Uh, we haven't we haven't spoken since. She asked me if I was following the Maxwell trial. I don't even know what that is. That's uh, uh Jeffrey Epstein's woman. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't say that. That's on the top of my priority list. Yeah, and let uh, let me get the exact quote so people can either so people can have an accurate opinion here. What did I <laughs> say? Because the point here is I haven't heard from her since. Um, oh, you got ghosted. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I get it. Human trafficking is a bit an, an exploitation of, of young, vulnerable women, and everything that goes with it is is, is awful and horrific. But like you, right. um, there's enough problems closer to home, and like I only have so much brain capacity. Uh, she sure. had asked me about that. I said, I said, don't care, so no. And then I said. I said, sorry, I'm modestly more bothered Jussie Smollett isn't going to uh, have jail time for wasting everyone's time. <laughs> um, and that was actually troubling to me because, um, again, he did waste everybody's time and and right. might have walked back or done some damage to um, to, to some race relations and, and believing people. Um, but yeah, I, I hadn't paid much attention to it and I have not heard from her since. And I'm just going to say that my, my disinterest in that mm. matter has made her go another way, which is completely fine. So interesting. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he's obviously a horrible human being. Um, but I just, it's the holidays and I don't, I don't want to divulge my time into that. But yeah, I was actually, I appreciate uh, her having, uh, the passion for such things. Absolutely. Um, we all have, like, if she said something, if I was like, Hey, how do you feel about mental health? And she was like, it's just in everybody's head. I would have gone another way as well. Um, that's, that's just what it is. And over the last couple of weeks, for whatever reason, um, I have just kind of been, I, I've been meaning to make a list, but I don't do it. I've been trying to take like inventory of like all the problems that are happening right now. And obviously there were, there were some really, really bad things happening before COVID. And then COVID made those things worse and made the bad things even more painful to deal with. And it's, it's a lot like we all only have so much capacity. We only have of, so much bandwidth. Yes. Yes. So... Um, that's why her thing was, was off my, uh, off my radar. Like what was it? Um, why, why do you, so I saw that the fire station bar and grill near me and us, um, they closed temporarily cause they went down yeah. to like a hundred employees, which I cannot believe they had to 20. Um, they, so they had to temporarily close and I saw another friend today. Um, asking like, where is everybody going? Like, how are people affording to live? And yesterday there was um, some some data that came out and said like the lowest amount of unemployment um, applications in decades. Now everything is really weird right now because of, everything goes back to COVID. But what's your uh, what's your sense of people quitting? Where are they going? Why are they quitting? How are they paying for things if they're not working? You know, that's a really good question. I keep thinking about this. But I I hope that what's happening is that people are um, identifying their self-worth and that if they want to find a better job or a higher paying job, that they are doing so. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone was hiring and if they can find a different job that's not going to treat them poorly at an hourly wage that they would do so um but i don't know i mean i assume that you know they're 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 so like and it's very apparent in the service industry which which is what makes me feel like they just were sick of the service industry and they chose to find something in a different field, whether they are starting their own business or, you know, they went back to school. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but I assume that they're trying to better themselves, which is what everyone has been spewing to people that they feel are misusing unemployment. Oh, well, go get a job and better yourself and put yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, maybe they're doing that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a, I think, I, I don't, there's not one answer. There's not two or even five. I think it's like maybe like 25 different reasons. One of the things I was thinking uh, was maybe there are some people who did a service industry job um, or retail and they uh, they have a significant other who makes decent money and they just, you know what, I'm just going to stay home because affording the childcare is not worth me working and dealing with the front-facing public who is, Thick and a bunch of assholes. Like if one thing, absolutely. I, if one thing, I, I, I think that's a huge part of it is that people realize that they were 
using their entire paycheck for childcare. And if they were just staying home, not working and the bills were still getting paid, stay home with your kids. Yep. Yep. Um, don't be tortured by people uh, who are yeah. rude and all kinds of things. If there's one thing I hope COVID kills forever, it's the sentiment that the customer is always right. Because as we've, I don't know, maybe it's always been this bad, but um, in recent years, like over the last decade, like the customer has been really ugly and often wrong. And I appreciate good customer service these days. And, and a lot of it is better than ever. Um, but as we're getting better customer service, we're getting like worse consumers, diners, retail shoppers. So I'm glad that the people are are stepping away from that because your job may or may not pay you enough. You certainly don't get paid enough to deal with these abrasive, abusive, over-the-top human beings. Yeah, I think there's just kind of like this blanket feeling of entitlement um, that I encounter in in all generations. Yeah. All fields, it there. It's just, it's, it's there, and it's this underlying, yeah, entitlement. And I don't, I don't know how we can kind of roll back and kind of get some humility back, um, because I think that's that's where a lot of the attitude stems from. Um, one, of, one of the but, super, one of the super crappy things that is why this is getting worse more than it's getting better. Um, with a lot of these places that we're talking about not having enough employees, the people that are there are overworked, not able mm-hmm. to service customers as quickly. So people that were already a little ornery, maybe not the nicest customers or consumers, now they're getting impatient and angry and taking it out on the people yeah. who are sticking things out. And it's not making things any better. Um, it's not making people want to get hired. Like I go to my Panera every day and my friend Marissa there is like, she's diehard. I, I tell her, I was like, wish you were here less. They have a now hiring or come work here sign as soon as you walk in. And then I just think about like, what happens if somebody sees that they're considering it? And then they see somebody berating my friend Marissa or just like not being pleasant. Like, why would I want to tolerate that? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always thinking about that. I'm extra nice extra patient i i i know i've you know waited in line too long in some instances and you just have to take a minute take a breath realize that you are no more important than anybody else and that they are doing their best and this is just this is how life is right now so calm the f down (laughs) and be pleasant because it's not their fault they showed up to work today Yep. Yep. And don't treat them like hell. Um, and if right. you have a problem waiting a couple of minutes longer or, or whatever your issue is, then, then don't go there. I mean, this right. is your head can't be that far underground to know that this is not a problem at so many places. So if you're going to shop somewhere, if you're going to eat somewhere to pick up, pick up coffee and, and you know that this is a problem out there. Um, budget that into your time or make your coffee at home or make a sandwich at home. Yeah, that's that's what really infuriates me when when people, you know, especially in some kind of food capacity. It's like if you don't want to wait for your Starbucks, make it at home. Yeah. Like if you if you don't like that you have to wait an hour for a table, make your own dinner. Like you you chose to come out here like do it yourself if you don't like it. You know, it's it's a privilege that that you can afford to go out to eat. It you know, 
treated as such. Um, do you do, do you know anybody or do you do, do you with school or anything, do any work with the United Way? Um, I do. Um, I do. Yes, I do. I think I know, uh, Mary Federke, who is very sweet and she was actually, um, one of the winners, um, for National Philanthropy Day this year. Um, she either worked or does work with the United Way. Um, she's so sweet. Uh, and we've we've done some work with United Way. I think they they do great things, obviously. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm familiar with some people there. They uh, they do it, and I think we all kind of like not even scoff, maybe just a little bit of ignoring of the United Way because it's it's like McDonald's. It's like McDonald's are doing good. Like it's just there. We know they've done great things for such a long time, and we maybe take them for granted. Um, the one here is incredible, and I see they're moving into a new building, and uh, their executive director is a little new. She's been there, I think, maybe two, three years. She came mm-hmm. from, I think, Dallas, not Dallas, somewhere in Texas. Her name is Wendy Pestru. Um, she visited the podcast a couple of times with my friend Lucas, who works there, and every time I hear or read something from Wendy... Um, I wish she got more recognition and she probably gets plenty, but I wish she was more known in just like layman's circles because every time I read or hear something from her, um, she has adopted this place like as much as I have. And you would never know that she hasn't been here a really long time. Um, her quote in this story is, I'm, I'm so proud to continue United Way of Greater Toledo's presence in downtown Toledo, an objective we had when starting the process. Since 1918, the United Way has occupied four offices or four office spaces all downtown, the heart of our city. We're so happy to call SSOE our fifth location. And like I said, every time I read a quote or see something from her, she just absolutely, she might not love living here, like weather-wise or whatever, but like me, she loves the people and uh, the community at large here. And I uh, just wanted to put her name out there for some recognition and and the great stuff the United Way does. Yeah, she's 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 cool. I haven't, I don't know if I've actually met her in person yet or not. Um, but uh, yeah, I I love United Way. I love anyone that does better for Toledo and and this area. So I'm all for it. What are you doing right now? Where are you? Um, so I am swapping cars. My car is getting fixed, um, or trying to get fixed because I was a dummy and backed into my garage door. So yeah, that's what I'm spending my Friday afternoon doing is getting my car back. That's what you get for torturing Maddie last week. Uh, well, it happened before that. Thank you very much. Um, well, I hope they charge you extra 50 bucks, um, as torture for Maddie. Uh, okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, all right. Well, have you stumbled on any ideas for getting Josh a gift? Cause I mean, you got two weeks. No, no, I need help. Talk to your, talk to your bro friends. My bro like, friends? Your bro, your, your boyfriends, your bro friends. I don't know. Like he's techie. He's a sciencey nerd. Um, Hold on, back up. I, I don't, I don't Wh- know. What is my bro friends? <laughs> like, like your your bros, your dudes, like Josh and uh, your 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 exactly your dudes. exactly. <laughs> like you you saw the attendance. Not at my... that Josh is your only friend. It's pretty close. Um, but he would be like, you know, 
on the on the same wavelength as my Josh. What about like not that you want to, if you can, um, go to the Imagination Station store and see if you can't find anything in there that maybe he might enjoy, might 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 be able to enjoy with Maddie a little bit. Oh, that's a good idea. You're welcome. Look at you. Look at you with all the ideas. Um, and maybe, I don't know if you can shop online to save yourself the trip, but maybe just pop down there one day during your workday when you're at school. Um, just browse around, make a couple of notes and then maybe find something online. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Hmm. Excellent. Um, all right. you. Um, Solving the world's problems. I wish. I w- <laughs> except except for the Maxwell and the Epstein and the human trafficking thing. Everything else I got mostly covered, though. Well, uh, leave that to the professional. I will. I will. Um, I will. Uh, I'll send you a picture of uh, what I got going on for Paul, and um, text cool. me back. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.